Okay, I want to share just for a few minutes. This will be short and sweet, and then again, we'll have time to pray. But this is something I feel like God wants to encourage us with this morning. Uh, I know many of you, this, is, this has been a crazy season, hasn't it? Anybody else just kind of watch the news and, and think, you just can't make this stuff up? I mean, how much more mysterious can this, I mean, this is crazy. And so I like to follow along the news. I like to, to be engaged uh, in the, the, the politics and different things. But here's what I noticed a while ago is I reached the point of opinion overload. Everywhere I turned, somebody was screaming an opinion. And I felt like I was at the bottom of an opinion dogpile. I was just being dogpiled. Like at, at the bottom, somewhere down there was me trying to fight for air. And a lot of it I brought on myself because, you know, you read the comments in Facebook. Oh, my, don't go there. And... Uh, so there was politics, and then this is the most amazing time of year with sports, right? You've got NFL, you've got the World Series, NHL, NBA. So I'm watching football. I'm engaged there. And I started to notice opinion dogpile, sports. I started to notice I, I, I was feeling a little bit blah inside. Just had a soul level. I was like, oh, I just felt heavy. It's like after eating fast food for... You know, you just feel like, ugh, why did I do that? And so I noticed in this time when I was praying, the Lord said, Gabe, pay attention to the things that actually nourish your soul. Pay attention to these things. What are they? And so I, I started really paying attention to the effect things had on, on a soul level. And I started to do some things differently. I still follow politics. I'm still engaged there, but with balance. I still watch football, go Broncos, just with balance. And here's something that has made an amazing impact at a soul level, just in terms of nourishing me, edifying me. I have returned to the red letters of Scripture, and it has been so, so good. Just renewing a focus on, on okay, everybody has an opinion. They're everywhere. But what did Jesus say? What does Jesus say about this? And so returning to the red letters of Scripture has been really, really good. And as I've done this, a question has, has come to the surface very, very quickly. And the question I feel like God has been asking me is, Gabe, how are you really doing in the very area that I said was the most important? Because when we read the red letters, we see that love is a pretty big deal. In fact, Jesus said, okay, this is... He's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to boil it down for you. The most important thing you can do is love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. And then over and over and over again, we see Jesus is just speaking about love, speaking about love. One of my favorites is John chapter 15. Everything Jesus said was significant, was weighty. But I really like John 15 because in John 15, these, these are some of his final words to his disciples. And so he's gathered together with his disciples, knowing that he's, he's just at the precipice of being hauled away and, and brutally beaten. So he knows these are some of his final words. 
And as he's gathered with his disciples in John 15, he just keeps speaking about love. Remain in me. Remain in my love. Love me as I've loved you. Love one another. And then he, he finishes it by saying, this is my command, love each other. Now, I'm, I'm interested in what people have to say who are right at the door, right at the finish line in their life, right before they pass away. I'm really interested in, in what do people say with some of their final breaths? Because I think there's a level of wisdom that comes through when people are at that stage. And I experienced this with, with my grandma a few years ago. She was an amazing woman. I'll show you a picture of her. Her name was Elizabeth. This is her. My grandpa thought she was a looker because they had nine kids together. So he was into her. Uh, but she was an amazing woman. She had a deep faith, but she didn't talk about it a lot. I think I can probably count on one hand how many times I heard her talk about her faith. But I knew it was real. I could feel it in her hugs. I could see it in her eyes. I could see it in how she treated people. And so she was getting older. She was starting to decline uh, in different ways with her health. And, and then a couple years ago, it was pretty apparent that she was going to pass away any day. And so I gathered my kids and my wife, and we went down to the hospital to visit her. And I, I knew it was probably going to be the last time I ever saw her or talked to her. And so we gathered around her hospital bed, and she was in and out of consciousness. Couldn't understand what she was saying um, very, very well. But we prayed over her. We affirmed our love for her. And then turned around to leave. And I was walking out of her hospital room, and I heard her try to speak. And so I turned around, and there were some other people in the room, and it got really, really quiet. And she raised her hand, and she said, love and forgiveness is what heals people. And she lowered her hand. And those were the final words I ever heard her speak. But something about that moment, she's lived a good life. And with her final words, she was telling me, you know what it's really about? It's about love. It's about forgiveness. And so those words hit me. And I started to really reflect on that. And it's not like we haven't heard that. Nobody here this morning is saying, I did not know that God said to love. Thank you, Pastor Gabe. You're going to go home. Honey, you're not going to believe this. The Bible says to love people. I did not know that. No, we know this. But here's the question. How are we doing in this area? This is the question I have been asking myself. I've been asking God. I've been engaging with him in a really honest way. Okay, Jesus, I believe that you truly said the most important thing is to love you and love people, so show me how I'm doing. Speak to me about this. How am I doing in this area? And guess what? He has. He's had a lot to say. And for me personally, one of the things he said, okay, Gabe, 
If you want to love me more effectively, I want more of your time. I want more of your time. And so then I have a choice of what am I going to do with that? Am I going to give him more of my time? Am I going to love him in, in that way? One, one example, because it's easy to get distracted. It is, especially in this season. It is so easy to get distracted. But think about it this way. You know, Mike back here, he's a good man. He has a roofing company, MD Roofing. He does really good work. So this is not true of Mike, but just, just imagine. Let's say that I hire Mike to put a new roof on my house. I say, Mike, I need a new roof on my house. Okay, got it, Gabe. I'll do it. And the first day, Mike shows up, and I'm expecting him to put a new roof on my house, but I come home after the first day, and there's not a roof on my house. And so I say, Mike, I see you haven't, you haven't done any work here. Oh, no, I have. I, I've, I noticed you had some weeds in your front yard, Gabe. So I wanted to help you out, and so I, I decided to start picking some weeds for you. Okay, thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Tomorrow, I'll put a new roof on your house tomorrow. So Mike shows up the second day with every intention to put a new roof on my house. And I come home at the end of the day, and I still see there's no, there's no work on the roof. Mike, what's going on? Well, you know what? I was going to put a new roof on your house, but... I saw that your garage needed a little bit of work, and so I started tidying up for you. I was sweeping your garage. It took me a long time. Tomorrow, the third day, well, I was going to put a new roof on your house, but your windows needed washed. Mike, you never did the very thing I hired you to do. And I don't want that to be the case for me, when I stand before Jesus, which we all will. When we stand before Jesus, we know what he's going to say. We know what he's going to ask us. He is going to say, Gabe, did you love me? And did you love others? And I don't want to say, well, I was going to, but dot, dot, dot. You know, the scripture puts it this way. Let's put that 1 Corinthians 13 passage up on the screen. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. It, it truly is the most important thing. And think about this. In the same way that when I stand before Jesus and he, he asks me those two questions, he's going to ask you the same two questions. Did you love me? Did you love others? You know, Larry Boba right here, we, we talk about this, and Larry educates electricians. And he has a very high success rate with having the electricians who come, th come through his course pass the test. And Larry said, you know, it's really not that complicated. Here's what I do. This is how I get a lot of electricians to pass the exam. Okay, number one, I know what's going to be on the exam. 
And number two, I make sure they know what's going to be on the exam. And it's like, okay, that's pretty good wisdom. We know the questions we're going to be asked. And so let's live now in a crazy season, in a season where it's so easy to get caught in the weeds and distracted. We still know the questions that are coming. Did you love me and did you love others? So this is what I want to leave you with is, is this idea of you know how you're doing in a lot of areas of your life, I'm sure. You probably are very well aware of how you're doing financially. You're probably well aware of how you're doing uh, in your work. You're probably well aware of how you're doing in any kind of struggle with temptation and sin. You're aware of these things. But are you aware of how you're doing in the very most important thing? As God, as God is with you on a daily basis, as he watches you go about your life, are you aware of what he would say to you regarding how, how well you're loving him in this season? How well you're loving other people? So I think this is a great question to ask him. Is, God, how well am I loving you? And how can, I, how can I grow in my love for you? Take those two questions and just sit with them for a long time. Don't rush past those questions. What I found is I keep coming back to those questions. Each time, he takes it deeper and deeper and deeper. Then ask him, how well am I loving people? And how can I love people more effectively? And again, stay with those two questions for a long time. Let them breathe on those questions. Let them speak to you. He will. He wants to speak more than you want to hear him. Because you might feel like, God, how am I loving you? And he's like, no, no, I'm much more kind than that. Come closer. Let's talk about this. The other thing, too, is take the scriptures, take the red letters, and, and hold them up. Let those red letters cut deep into your heart. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And so that's, that's what I'm doing too in this season. I'm looking at the red letters, and I'm letting them cut into my heart, and I'm, I'm being as honest as I can. Am I doing this? Am I obeying your commands? In 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, it's the description. We can put that on the, sc- the screen as well. This is what love is. Love is patient. So just take that one word. Let it, let it settle in your heart. How patient are you being with your wife, with your kids? Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Take each one of these little segments and, and honestly, soberly reflect on, is this, is this where you're at? Is this what you're doing? Is this what you're prioritizing? All the way through it. But as men in a busy, crazy, hectic season, if we'll come back to the main thing, here's the final thing. This is, I believe, what the Lord would really want you to remember. Men, if you return to the main thing in this season, He will align things for you that you could not do on your own. Because we're, we're here, 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 focused on this, this, this. And I believe God is saying to each of us, if you, re, if you return to the main thing, 
I will align things for you that you could not do on your own. So let's pray. Father, in your presence this morning, we are reminded that the main thing, the most important thing is that we love you and that we love your people, that we love people. So, Father, I pray that every single one of us this month would engage you in such a real way on on this very topic. That each of us would hear you speak to us and teach us and reveal to us how are we doing in the area that you said was the most important. God, let the scriptures cut into us. We know they're sharper than any two-edged sword. And let your scriptures reveal in us how we're doing in this area of loving you and loving people. And God, we realize that we cannot love unless we first understand your love. Your word says that we love because you first loved us. So I pray for every man here to have a a deeper revelation of how much God loves them. Let our hearts be softened by your love, by your kindness, by your goodness. Thank you for the cross, which is the ultimate example of love. Thank you for loving us so well. In Jesus' name, amen.